round the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. Our expectations in life will be fueled by these four things. Time, thought, talent, treasure. Every expectation in your life somehow is plugged into these four. You want a good marriage? You have to invest time, thought, talent, treasure. Both ways. Men must invest treasure as well as women must invest treasure. Invest in what is valuable, what is worthy, what you consider important. For us to have our expectations in life met, we must be sowers. Somebody say, sow into it. Say it one more time. Say, sow into it. Now you're getting a bit lazy. Say, sow into it. Okay, now we are alive. All right. So, expectations must not just remain as expectations. They must not just remain as... Because if, if you're not careful, you're going to live life and say, Oh, debi debi ebe ye ye. One day, one day, my lucky star will shine. That's not how it works. In fact, it's possible to go through life and go through life fully and not achieve anything of worth. It's possible. Because you are not careful to invest in the things that will produce you the harvest you're looking for. Now, I'm going to turn my attention to a passage in the Bible, in Deuteronomy chapter 22, verse 9. You see, many times we sow the right things in life, but we mix them up with the wrong things. For example, in a marriage, one spouse can say and do the right thing for a long time and then later mix it up with wrong things. And all of a sudden, the harvest is polluted. Something that used to work is no longer working. And Deuteronomy chapter 22 verse 9 says something that I think applies to that. You shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed, lest the yield of the seed which you have sown and the fruit of your vineyard be defiled. You know, many times when we read the Bible, because we are so removed from the time the original script was put down and the conditions under which it was put down, we're not able to envisage what the scripture is talking about. An example is this. It says, you shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed, lest the yield of the seed which you have sown and the fruit of your vineyard be defiled. And it's a law that God gave to the children of Israel. Now, why did God give them this law? Now, if you look at it, it's in the book of Deuteronomy. The laws that you find in the book of Deuteronomy are the laws that were given to Israel just as they were getting into the promised land. Just when they were about to give the promised land, God told them, when you go to the promised land, don't imitate the lifestyle of the people in the promised land. So he gave them a lot of laws. Don't follow them. Don't follow them. And one of the things that he told them concerns this verse. Because the people who lived at that time in the promised land had an agricultural practice. And in the agricultural practice, they would take different kinds of seeds. So they would take wheat, 
They will take barley, they will take grape, and plant them all in a vineyard. They will throw them all into the vineyard and expect them to grow. Now, the season for barley is not the same as the season for wheat. The gestation period is not the same, and of course not the same for grapes. So what will happen is when the plants start growing, because they grow at different seasons, some of them are cross-purposes, so it destroys a farm and the whole farm is ruined. And God says to his children, when you go into the promised land, don't copy this system of mixing the wrong seeds together when you are planting, because if you do that, you will ruin everything. So it's a practical knowledge God has given his children as they go into the promised land. And if you look at it, he's talking about vineyards. He says, you shall not sow your vineyard. How many of you know what a vineyard is? Okay, not many of you. A vineyard is, is a place where vine is yarded. <laughs> <laughs> so a vineyard basically is a field or a land where vine is sown. Now what is the vine? The vine is the grape plant that produces grapes. So he says, when you go to your, your place and you plant a vineyard, you want to plant what? A vineyard. Because on a vineyard, you plant vines. You plant grapes. So you have a field. What's your intention? What's your expectation? I'm going to plant grapes. I want a grape harvest. And then he talks about seeds. Now this seed there is talking about grain, grain seed, like corn, like millet, like sorghum, like barley, like wheat. In Israel, they didn't have corn at that time, and they didn't have uh, sorghum and coal. They have barley and wheat. These are the main grains. He says, when you want to sow in a vineyard to produce vine, don't take wheat and barley and sow it in the same field. What are you doing? You are mixing up. Your expectation is vine, grapes. Why are you sowing corn in a vineyard? So that's the lesson God is teaching the people. So what lesson do we learn from this verse? First, be purposeful with what you sow. If you want grapes, sow grapes. You want peace in your marriage? Sow for peace in your marriage. You want education? Sow into education. You want to prosper financially? Sow into that. Be purposeful about what you're sowing. You know, because many times we say things like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about it, oh, and then it happened. The worst culprit is a woman who gets pregnant. And say, I wasn't even thinking about it. And then before I realized, Boom, that a vineyard must be sown in a vineyard. Don't mix it up. Second thing he's trying to tell them, don't sow seeds that are contradictory. I love you, I hate you. I love you, I hate you. Or you want to get a degree and you start, you go for classes, you go for classes, you're sowing good seed. And then the next time you don't go for classes again, you're sowing a different seed altogether. You are defiling the field. If you start doing the right thing, don't mix it up with the wrong seeds. And many of us sometimes in life have mixed up 
the wrong seed. Don't sow seeds that are contradictory. Don't say, I love you, and insult the person at the same time. Honey, you know, the, the people who call their spouse's husband, honey, dearie, sweetheart, my sugar, nice seeds. And then the next time, the insult that will come is not grapes. This is Alasa seeds in the graveyard. It's bitter. And they've sown it in the same field. And then you wonder, I don't, you know, I don't even know. I've done my best, but she's not responding to my love. What about the Alasa you sowed? So, don't sow seeds that are contradictory. If it's sweet, let it be sweet. Don't sow bitter. That's what he's saying. He says, when you go to the promised land, don't imitate those Canaanites. They don't understand how to farm properly. This is my principle for you. Don't mix up what you're sowing. And the third lesson we learn, good harvests can be ruined by bad seeds. The passage, it says, it will be defiled. And it's a very interesting word in the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, the word defile. It is used for things that become an abomination that must be confiscated and sometimes taken away from people and taken to the temple. In other words, if you do that, you will not just ruin your field, but you would forfeit it. Something that is supposed to be yours will no longer be yours. The field that is supposed to be yours will not be yours because you mixed it up. Have you ever felt sometime that something was going to be yours and then you did the dumbest thing in the whole world and you lost it? It happens in business. Something is coming to you and it's coming and you can see it and, and everything is working and then you make the wrong call, you talk to the wrong person, or you exhibit a wrong attitude and boom, the harvest is gone, forfeited. Or you are caught in a lady and you're saying the right things. I'll take you to Tokyo, I'll take you to Dubai. And I'll do, and the lady says, yeah, you are the guy, you are my man. And then you say something very stupid about her mother or her father or maybe her head. Or she wears something and you say something dumb. And she says, oh, you sow Tokyo seed. And now it's, it's ruined, forfeited. I will marry you again. All of a sudden, something that is supposed to be yours is gone. And the reason is because in your vineyard, you are sowing contradictory seed. Do you have expectations in life? Are there things you're looking forward to? Is it God's blessing, God's favor, good health, increase, breakthrough, whatever it is? Sow into it. Sow time, sow thoughts, sow treasure, sow talent into it. And when you are sowing, don't mix it up. Don't contradict yourself. Don't change your mouth. Don't start sowing new thoughts and different things. Because if you do that, you forfeit the whole harvest that is supposed to. To be yours. Somebody say, I'll sow into it. But before I close, 
The greatest sowing we can do in life is to sow our lives for eternal life. You know, because if you want eternal life, then you must sow your life. You must give up your life. When Jesus Christ wanted eternal life for the whole world, he didn't say, everybody be saved. He gave up his own life so that eternal life will accrue to everybody. And he says, if you want what I have given to you, you must also give up your life so that the life which is mine will be yours. And that is what we call a person being born again, a person being saved, receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, getting born again. All of that simply means you have given your life to Jesus. You have sown your life to Jesus. If you are here and you have never done that, and you've never given your life to Christ, and you've never sown your life to Christ, you've never said, Lord Jesus, take my life and use it for your glory. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a brand new person. If you've never prayed that prayer, I want to help you to start the road to eternal life by giving your life to the one who gave his life for you, that in it you reap and you harvest abundant life and eternal life. Let's bow down our heads for a minute. And if you're here, you say, Pastor, I hear the word of God. I want to make the most important decision of my life. I want to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Then with every head bowed and every eye closed, just lift up your right hand wherever you are. If you want Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you want your sins to be forgiven, you want to have eternal life, lift up your right hand. Just God bless you for lifting up your hands. Just let your hand be up. Those of you who lifted up your hand wherever you are, I want you to put your hand upon your heart as we pray this prayer together. You say with me, Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. I thank you, Father, that Jesus died for me to save me from sin and from destruction. And today, I give my life, I invest my life into Jesus, and I receive from him abundant life, eternal life. Thank you, Father, for salvation of my soul and for my future, which is secured in you, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebi, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebi. Email otterville at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.